Hello, and welcome to WGWG.org, our on-demand programming. This is a little podcast we call The Big Sports Fan. I'm Jeff Powell, and the studio with me is The Big Sports Fan himself, Matthew Tessnier. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you very much. Um, well, Gardner-Webb had a great baseball run this season, but it is now over. So give us a little wrap-up there. Unbelievable season for Gardner Webb. Best season we've had in Division One. Uh, we finished 37 and 21 after bowing out in the Big South Conference Tournament. We won our first game and then double elimination style lost the next two. I'm sure Coach Strap is disappointed in a loss to Radford, a lower seed, a couple of low seeds uh, making their way to the semifinals uh, of sorts in the tournament. Eight seed Radford and I believe seven seed Liberty. So. Um, Gardner Webb had an unbelievable season, though. Believe Brad Hames, who we've talked about several times here on Big Sports Fan, won 11 games this year, which ties uh, Gardner Webb's season wins mark. So, really good pitching. Colin Thacker had an unbelievable season at the plate. I think that that word unbelievable that I think I've used maybe three times in the last 30 seconds is a good way to describe it. We we started hot at the beginning of the year, and we've done that several times lately, and we were able to sustain and kind of kind of pick up that momentum when we lost it, we were able to kind of regain it throughout the season. And so a lot to be proud of uh, mm-hmm. for our yeah. program and hopefully something to build on. I know we've got some some talented seniors, but we've got some really talented underclassmen coming back. So I would expect us to challenge again in the future, particularly with Coastal Carolina uh, kind of heading out of, of Big South uh, yeah. play in yeah. baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, should, that should, as with other sports, open right. up some opportunities to really compete and, and be at the top of the league. Uh, but – it was just a really good season for us. And uh, as far as I know, uh, from my, my seat as a fan, I don't know really of a scenario where we might find our way into the NCAA tournament at this point. I think, Not at this point. No, most of the time I think in the Big South you really – you need to to win your league to hope to get to postseason play. Right. It's a little different in basketball now because we have so many tournaments. Yeah. Uh, with the with the NCAA's, the NIT, CBI. There's some that I don't even know what they're what they're called necessarily. <laughs> and it's good to get postseason play no matter sure. what you're doing. But other sports, there's not that there aren't that many mm-hmm. opportunities. Uh, football's a good example of that. If you're not in the playoff, you're you're not going anywhere. So, uh, you know, it stands alone as a really really nice season and a lot to be proud of. I know um, some of the players are probably expecting to play summer leagues so now they can get on to that yes and we've had quite a few few players do that and i think there are more opportunities than ever for uh, our college student athletes to play in these these summer leagues uh, you know we've got several teams here in our area uh, with with the far city owls uh, to one side of gardner webb and the gastonia grizzlies to the other and and um, don't forget the hickory crow dads on another side <laughs> yes that's true that's true and that's a that's a good point though that's a distinction that uh, often needs to be made there's a there's a big difference between the far city owls and uh, the hickory crow dads hickory crow dads are really minor league baseball mm. and and that's really something that's not really a summer league. That's something that if they're playing, you know, single A, double A, triple A, working their way up to the majors, kind of in the in the farm system as it's called with the minors, uh, that's something that's really professional baseball. Whereas mm-hmm. the Owls and the Grizzlies are summer leagues for college right. players, right, and college so I players. think it's hard when you see all these teams and you see these local teams. You kind of know with your major league teams and your Braves and your Yankees and Red Sox and and those teams. That's Major League Baseball. But with mm-hmm. the minor league teams and the summer league teams, there's so many that it's easy to get those yeah. mixed up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all of it's great baseball to watch, though, and we've talked about it before on Big Sports Fan. It, it's a lot of fun in the summer when there's not a lot 
else going on from yeah. a sports fan standpoint. Go out to a baseball game. Maybe the, maybe maybe not from an excitement standpoint, but from an atmosphere standpoint. Yeah. Baseball might still be the best sport yeah. in in America. Yeah. America's pastime. If you got a hot dog to go with it, or something. If you got a hot dog. <laughs> if you got, it's a good place to take a date. Yeah. Um, you know, take take your spouse, uh, take your kids if they're if they're old enough to enjoy it. Not at the same time dating spouse. Oh, okay. All right. I was a little confused. <laughs> I don't there advise for a that. Minute. No, that wouldn't be a good idea. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> high school football. Yeah, I mean, high school football schedules at least came out to to the public eye this week. Started seeing them in the media. And that's huge here in, in Cleveland County, of course, where Crest and Shelby have won multiple state championships yeah. in a row. People love their high school football around here. Uh, and that's something that I think people look forward to as much as anything on the sports calendar. Oh, I'm sure. All year long. I'm sure. And I, I think that's true. And I mentioned Crest and Shelby, but Burns, Kings Mountain, a lot of our other local schools over in Rutherford County, Gascot, it really doesn't matter. Or in the upstate of South Carolina. In the Carolina. upstate of South Carolina where there's some 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 national power yeah. um, with, with Burns. Burns, Rock Hill, South Point, Northwestern. There's some teams that have been nationally ranked there mm-hmm. uh, over the over the last couple of decades. So that's just the big time of the year. And uh, was kind of looking at the schedule, just kind of looking ahead. I mean, the one that stands out most to me is Crest and Shelby, as always, November 4th. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was real easy. That was the one that I was looking for. I was just kind of right. searching down the schedules. Right. But November 4th, so we've got to wait till the last week of the regular season to get Crest oh, and Shelby. That's, that's pretty late in the game for that. I, I, very late. Isn't it usually? Usually or a little earlier than that, or as uh, as far as I know, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's nice to have it earlier in the year. Of course, you don't have to wait as long. Uh, thing you could look at it two ways. Things might be decided in conferences by the time we get to that point, or. It could have a huge standing in how conference races finish mm-hmm. yeah. there in the last week. But yeah. with multiple-time state champions, both those teams, that, that'll that be a huge game. And it has oh, been. Yeah. But with every championship they win in a row, Crest and Shelby, True. it's just going to build further. Yeah. So that's a big one. Um, Crest and Shelby both play South Point earlier okay. in the year. They're the perennial powerhouse team over in Gaston County. Uh, and and just as a, a nugget that I can't help but mention, I'm an East Gaston graduate myself. Our rivals are South Point. So um, I personally enjoy pulling for our Cleveland County teams when they take on South Point. Oh, um, so, so to reveal a little bit of my, my bias there yes. and, and kind of who I like to go for, I, gotcha. um, I, I enjoy that. But, um, yeah, those are those are usually big matchups. Crest and South Point, at the times that they've been in the same conference, have really been kind of the team one and team two vying for a championship several times. Yeah. You were going to mention something, I think. Nah, you think wrong. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think wrong. I do that often. I do. I do that often. Um, you know, we've got games like Burns and Shelby uh, in mid-October. Burns and Crest. Those are those are big county matchups too. August nineteenth is though uh, when the season will begin uh, and kick off. So August nineteenth. Okay. Yeah, you know, we're two and a half months away. We're about about. Two months away from workouts beginning. I, I usually look to. Well, they're doing their spring stuff right yes, now. Yes, they are. Um, it, it, that'll be, yeah, two months away from really the, the summer and the, the uh, season practice kickoff, the official right. start, I guess, when they can get everybody out there. But yeah, they're, they're already at work. And yeah. I, you know, I have a feeling that Shelby and Crest and Burns and Kings Mountain, as big of a hotbed as we are for football, I, they're working on something all year long yeah. uh, with, with the players who are coming back. Yeah. And I, I feel like the alumni base, even graduating seniors, 
probably spend a good bit of time working with the upper, uh, the underclassmen, uh, folks who are coming back, so that they can kind of prepare them uh, to be leaders if they're if they're the juniors, kind of rising up to be the seniors, and for the freshmen and sophomores looking to maybe get on to, to varsity. I think I think there's a lot of work that goes into that year round. Oh, I'm sure. Um, so that'll that'll be exciting um, coming up this fall. Yeah. Well, let's see. We could talk about some pro sports now. Uh, I guess the thing to talk about in pro sports would be uh, the NBA playoffs. Yeah, it has been an exciting conference finals round. Uh, we've talked about NBA playoffs more on this podcast than I really, really thought that I might want to. But I think it's been warranted. It's amazing how the, the defending champion Golden State Warriors have been dominated in this round. As a fan, you just it really is kind of a jaw-dropping uh, situation. They they were down three to one heading into yep. uh, Thursday night's uh, game five uh, back home in Oakland, and the Thunder have just torn them apart. I think the two games that the Thunder beat the Warriors, games three and four in Oklahoma City, they beat them by a combined fifty two points. I think wow. it was a twenty four point win and a twenty eight point win. Yeah. And when you're talking about a team that won seventy three games, uh, there's been a lot of talk. The ESPN analysts all over the place, sports writers in in the cities of the team still playing in the playoffs, that yes, they won seventy three games, they set the wins record, but they're still not as good as Michael Jordan's Bulls. They yeah. didn't get to a point in in the playoffs that year after winning 72 games where they really faced a, a key elimination game at the rate of three games to one. I mean, they, they have to win. They Now, they won Thursday night, so right. they're only down three to two now. But yeah. going into that game, they had to win three straight games. And that's a tall <laughs> task. I think it nine is. teams in playoff history, I believe it is playoff history, not just conference finals, have come back from three to one. And there have been so many series, you know, that's not that high of a percentage. Right. It takes right. a They've lot. still got quite a task ahead of them. Truly backs against the wall. So it'll be interesting to see uh, from here on out uh, as we record this, Saturday is game six. And that'll be when the Thunder try to try to knock things out. Um, but uh, Russell Westbrook, the Thunder guard, and Kevin Durant, uh, Thunder forward, they, they've poured in a lot of points. They haven't shot the ball well in this series. So it's been kind of surprising to me how they've done it. But I guess, I guess part of that goes into the Warriors have not shot the ball well. And I've seen headline after headline, Curry shot failing him, mm-hmm. um, you know, when it matters most, you know, the, the dramatic headlines, trying yeah. to put it all on him. Yeah. Uh, I, the whole team has had a hard time shooting the ball in this series from, from three. Um, two-pointers hasn't really mattered Uh, Clay Thompson Draymond Green all the Warriors have struggled I'm a big box score guy I love looking at the box scores uh, for every sport but basketball has always been one in particular that I feel like I can look at really quickly and see okay how did they shoot how many turnovers did they had have who who had more rebounds who had more assists uh, who had more fouls? You can just tell a lot really quickly just glancing down the columns. And I, that's the thing that stood out to me in this series. No one has shot the ball well, but I think the difference has been the Warriors have shot the ball very poorly. On the flip side, in the Eastern Conference, I, I, when the Cavs were up two games to none, I told you a couple of weeks ago or, or maybe maybe last Friday, I think the series is over. Yeah. Well, as soon as I say that, <laughs> that's why I always <laughs> say I'm not a good prognosticator. I'm a fan, but I have no claims to be able to pick games for you. Um, I have no interest in, in Vegas and Vegas odds, <laughs> and that's that's good yeah. because I would not do well <laughs> at do all. Because well. um, we, we'd say I say that, and then the Raptors turn around and they win two straight games. They tie it up. It's anybody's anybody's series. And then uh, the, the series goes back to Cleveland and the Cavaliers win big time. So uh, 
that series will now, as we record this, go to Toronto, and mm-hmm. the Raptors have a chance to stay in it. But again, they've been more competitive than I thought they would be. Their first time ever in the conference finals. So it's been an exciting conference finals round, and, and I really thought Cavs are going to run away with this. I think everybody did. Um, all the all the experts were saying Cavaliers in four, Cavaliers in five, uh, a sweep or close to it. And on the other side, of course, people thought the Warriors would would get through, especially when they saw the Spurs weren't there waiting for them. But um, possibly the the thing most of note, if the Thunder are able to close out this series, they will have beaten the 67-win Spurs and then turn around the next round and beat the 73-win Warriors. Wow. And I I saw a story this week on ESPN.com. Is that possibly the greatest back-to-back upsets in a series in NBA playoff history. Not that the Thunder are a bad team. I think they won 50-something games this year, and they've got they've got two of the maybe five best players in the league. But as a team, to, to beat two teams who historically have some of the most wins in a season ever, maybe something that's quite historic. So it'll be exciting to see, can they finish it out? Can the Warriors come back? Myself as a fan, I've enjoyed seeing the Warriors. We've talked about Curry-Charlotte connections. That's fun to watch. But really, I'm okay either way with what happens. And I am with the Eastern Conference, Just too. looking forward to some good, Just some looking good forward. play. It's, yeah, it's been it's been exciting, although probably the biggest negative, a lot of blowouts in this round. Yeah, that's It's no been back and watch. forth, but, yeah, it's not exciting. It's no. not exciting when somebody's up 20-something points going yeah. into the fourth and the starters sit. So. Wow, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, you don't want to watch the watch the bench players playing in the playoffs. Not not the deep bench players playing yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. And particularly if you're a fan going to see the game live, I'm sure that's not as much fun either. You want to see some excitement. Of course, you yeah. want your team to win. But uh, So it'll be exciting to see what happens there. And the NBA Finals, I think, starts sometime next week, okay. regardless. Well, there you have it, Matthew Tessner, the big sports fan. It's a weekly podcast here at WGWG.org. If you've got comments or questions for Matthew, just email us here at the station. That's info, I-N-F-O, at WGWG.org.